Second Kings chapter 16, verse 1. In the seventeenth year of Pekah, the son of Remaliah, Pekah is the king of Israel, Ahaz, the son of Jotham, king of Judah, began to reign. The beginning of Ahaz's reign in Judah was during Pekah's seventeenth year of reigning in Israel. 2. Twenty years old was Ahaz when he began to reign, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem, which is until he was thirty-six. And he did not that which was right in the eyes of the Lord his God, like David his father. He was a bad king in Judah. But he walked in the way of the kings of Israel. Now we know all the kings of Israel were pagans, so if he walked in their ways, that means he was a pagan. Yea, and made his sons to pass through the fire. He offered his sons to Moloch and Baal, according to the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel. For and he sacrificed and offered in the high places, and on the hills, and under every leafy tree. The pagans worship trees, they think spirits are in trees. They love to sacrifice under a tree, like a big oak tree or something like that. 5. Then Rezin king of Aram, and Pekah son of Remaliah king of Israel, came up to Jerusalem to war, and they besieged Ahaz, but could not overcome him. God allowed two other pagan kings, the king of Israel and the king of Aram, to attack Judah because of Judah's sin. But in God's mercy, they didn't overtake Judah. 6. At that time, Rezin, king of Aram, recovered Eleth to Aram, meaning he took back the territory of Elam to the Arameans, which are the Syrians, and drove the Jews from Elath, and the Edomites came to Elath and dwelt there unto this day. They drove out the Israelites and allowed the Edomites, which are pagan cousins, to dwell there. I mean Israelites practicing paganism. 7. So Ahaz sent messengers to Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, saying, I am thy servant and thy son. Come up and save me out of the hand of the king of Aram, and out of the hand of the king of Israel, who rise up against me. Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria had already received tons and tons of money from the king of Judah, and now the king of Judah is asking him to defend him. It is correct to ask him for help, but what would be way more correct is to repent of their sins and ask God for help. That is the ultimate, final, and most true solution. It's also the most efficient solution to clear up our life's problems. Simply repent of our sins and ask God for help. And that is when our life will really change. But of course, Ahaz, in his pagan mindset, is just asking another pagan for help. And he says, Come up and save me out of the hand of the king of Aram, and out of the hand of the king of Israel, who rise up against me. And this is evil because he's asking a pagan king to attack his own Israelite brothers. The Israelites and the tribe of Judah are annihilating their own selves when they attack each other. And Ahaz took the silver and gold that was found in the house of the Lord, and in the treasures of the king's house, and sent it for a present to the king of Assyria. He gave the Assyrians the gold that was in the temple. And this was gold and silver that was dedicated and sanctified for God, and yet he didn't think it was precious. 9. And the king of Assyria hearkened unto him, and the king of Assyria went up against Damascus, and took it, and carried the people of it captive to Kerr, and slew Rezin. The Assyrian king attacked the Arameans, and 
carried some of them to Kerr and killed their king. 10. And King Ahaz went to Damascus to meet tiglath Pileser, king of Assyria, and saw the altar that was at Damascus. And King Ahaz sent to Urijah the priest the fashion of the altar and the pattern of it, according to all the workmanship thereof. When he goes to see his savior king, a pagan, he sees a pagan altar and thinks it's really pretty. And he wants to have a pagan altar just like that. This is so insane because God hates paganism, so it doesn't matter how attractive the altar looks. He shouldn't want it. So he's asked one of his priests from Judah to copy that altar and make one just like it for him in Judah. 11. And Urijah the priest built an altar according to all that King Ahaz had sent from Damascus. Urijah the priest made it against the coming of King Ahaz from Damascus. They had sent a messenger to Urijah to show him how to make it, and he made it very quickly so that it would be ready when the king of Judah returned home. 12. And when the king was come from Damascus, the king saw the altar, and the king drew near unto the altar and offered thereon. 13. And he offered his burnt offering and his meal offering and poured his drink offering and dashed the blood of his peace offerings against the altar. He's offering the same type of offerings that you would offer to the real God. These are animal offerings, and they're in the form of the burnt offering, which is the offering of consecration, saying that you're consecrated to the Lord, the meal offering, giving of the first fruits of your crops, and the drink offering, which is also from the first fruits of your vineyard, and then the blood of the burnt offering is dashed on the altar. 14. And the brazen altar which was before the Lord, he brought from the forefront of the house and from between his altar and the house of the Lord and put it on the north side of his altar. He decided that his new altar was better than the altar that was made for God, and he moved the altar of God to a different location so that his altar would be more in the forefront. Now this is a brass altar also. 15. And King Ahaz commanded Urijah the priest, saying, Upon the great altar offer the morning burnt offering, and the evening meal offering, and the king's burnt offering, and his meal offering, with the burnt offering of all the people of the land, and their meal offering, and their drink offerings, and dash against it all the blood of the burnt offering, and all the blood of the sacrifice. But the brazen altar shall be for me to look to. Ahaz has decided that this new altar that resembles the pagan altar is better than God's altar. He's elevating it above God's altar, and he's saying that from now on, all of the offerings will be done at this new altar. He's desecrating the temple, and he's setting aside God's altar, saying, I'll think about what to do with this. Or he's saying, I'll use it as an ornament. Either way, he's not going to use it for sacrifices anymore. He's saying that what was sanctified for God is worthless, and what he has built is what will matter. 16. Thus did Urijah the priest according to all that King Ahaz commanded. So Urijah the priest is sinning as well, because he's obeying the king instead of obeying God. He is an evil priest, and he's going to cause the people to sacrifice on the wrong altar. 17. And King Ahaz cut off the borders of the bases, and removed the laver from off them, and took down the sea from off the brazen oxen that were under it, and put it upon a pavement of stone. Now he's dismantled the sea, which is that massive, gigantic bowl of water that was decorated with twelve brass oxen. 
and he's also dismantling the bases that were around it that you would pour the water into, and then from there you could extract the water that you needed to use to wash for the offerings and to wash the priest's feet and the priest's hands. So now he's tearing apart everything that Solomon built for the sacrifices. 18. And the covered place for the Sabbath that they had built in the house, and the king's entry without turned he into the house of the Lord because of the king of Assyria. He's doing this out of fear for Assyria and in honor for Assyria. He wants the Israelite temple to resemble the Syrian temple so that the Syrian king will feel honored. Isn't this disgusting? He's trying to honor a pagan instead of honoring his own god. He's now made the king of Assyria his god. It's sad when we turn to worldly institutions and worldly people to help. The only one who can really turn our lives around is the Lord, and we need to stop looking to the wrong things. Sometimes we think a career or a relationship or more money will make our life better, when all that we really need to do is repent of our sin and put our faith in the Lord. But Ahaz is looking to worldly things to change his life. He thinks that he'll be secure if he flatters the king of Assyria. 19. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaz, which he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And Ahaz slept with his fathers, meaning he died, and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. He was buried with all of the other kings in the city of David in Jerusalem. And Hezekiah his son reigned in his stead. Hezekiah will be the fourteenth king of Judah, if we don't include Athaliah, and of course not Saul. And that concludes 2 Kings chapter 16.